0: It's the Daily Talk Show, episode 44, Tommy, Jack, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, boy. <sighs> it's nice
1: sometimes just to fall, like lie back into a chair. Yeah. And just do a big breath.
0: I do anxious breathing. <laughs> Breathe knows <laughs> when I'm stressed because I'll do a half yawn.
1: I, I think I almost feel like I have these moments where I'm shocked into the fact that I haven't been sucking enough oxygen into me yeah. so I feel like I've
0: been short doing really shallow short breaths well you even <laughs> do it right like I always <laughs> say what are you worried about because yeah. you go yeah I'm fuck like, oh. off you pest like, you're analysing me too hard yeah I do love um, I do love reading people's body language and shit I'm, I know I'm no smart fucker or anything but it's fun seeing Fun seeing if people have read, like, How to Win Friends and Influence People and stuff.
1: (laughs) Well, I I was um, doing an interview with uh, Craig Harper.
0: Yeah. Coach and... Yeah, motivation One of the first PTs ever in Australia. Yeah, it's
1: pretty amazing. Um, But we're sitting together on a couch. Look at me right now. Look at my body position.
0: Oh, you're you're I've literally
1: mirrored you and I didn't even mean that. And my my point of saying this with Craig is I I was mirroring him. We were sitting just in complete opposite yeah his knee out to the left my knee out to the right and just and it and it makes it comfortable it opens up this connection yeah but then i've also thought like challenging that right because there's a lot of natural that, that this stuff all happens really naturally without you trying to be a creep and yeah. connect through copying body language and doing nlp linguistic S- programming anchoring so much and thinking it takes a lot of thinking right and um fuck i lost my thought what was i saying um nlp
0: all of these
1: things yeah yeah to craig on the knee blah, blah, blah. fuck so look I'll, I'll pick it up the um it was around the around the oh and you know how they say you closed off body languages yeah. when you have your arms crossed uh-huh. sometimes i like to do it and smile and so it's like emitting the Conflicting body language signs, so crossed arms, closed yeah. off, legs over, and then a smile.
0: Well, there's all these other things, right? Like, like our eyebrows, what your eyebrows are doing, things like that. Yeah, there's a bunch, but I think that you can um, spend way too much time thinking about all of these things yeah. that you just can't have this genuine. <laughs> experience like trying to be in a job interview and just like <laughs> copying like i've I've spoken to friends who have said they've noticed it where it's like the person is trying to emulate whatever so it's a fun game if you're uh, doing interviews for people like of people and you mm. just start doing some crazy movements and seeing if they they match <laughs> that, <laughs> sort of that, that
1: read some um, body language book before they they got in yeah. and they're fucking, yeah. that would piss me off. Just be normal. Just, w- just whatever. Just be that. normal. That but, would be a good uh, podcast. But even be normal is actually be weird, but unapologetically weird Yeah, about it. Because if you're weird, I'll think you're a fucking kooky mofo. What but i love be, it if what, you're just
0: like into it. What were you like job interviews? What was. No, your I, style? Remember I
1: didn't do any job interviews. I've done maybe okay. one in my life. But I've had a lot of catch ups with people
0: in yeah. positions that will. Hire me. I would always go outrageous. <laughs> I don't know if that was like a good tactic. <laughs> like what? Oh, uh, like I would just. It was always like I'd always end up like having a story. Mm. Like it would be um, like when I arrived somewhere if something's happened. Like I remember um, going for the Invato job, and um, I saw Byron Cook my mate who i was working with at the time at the radio station
1: say byron from the
0: number one breakfast show in melbourne yeah, yeah that's oh, it. Byron, yeah. Yeah. Old, old byron he's on the billboards now um and he uh i was on the tram going into the city mm. and the radio station was in um south melbourne and i lived in port melbourne he's like mate what are you doing what are you doing here and i had to like think i'm like real quick and i just said oh I um, dropped Brie off, but she wasn't like... Cause she worked in the city and I was like... And she wasn't feeling comfortable uh, driving her car. So, I drove the car, dropped the car and now I'm going to go into work soon. But then I remember, I think I made that a whole story within my interview and shit like that. <laughs> and Which did it fun. go down
1: well? Or was it just another flat episode of at the Daily Talk <laughs> Show?
0: <laughs> no, it was good. I um, That one was an interesting job interview because they're like we want you to come back I was going for the community manager role this yeah. is when I was like wanting to shift away from doing just straight video stuff they got me to come back for a second interview and before I got there they called me and they said because um, community manager role wasn't going to be managing anyone it was just going to be like doing all the strategy stuff and they're like oh Josh we've realized it's going to be, require a bunch more people management than we expected. And you just don't have the experience in that. Funny,
1: funny enough, you say that. On the way here, yes. I... Uh, <laughs> you told him a story about how you managed a bunch of people on the way to the interview. It? I'm joking.
0: It's. I saw It sort of went over my head. I was breathing while you were saying it. Which <laughs> anxious was breathing? To, a little bit of anxious breathing. No, that was great. Do more jokes. Thanks. Yeah, I will. Thanks. <laughs> the... um. No, I um. Oh no, I get what you're saying now. That's no, quite. It took me a while, guys. The no, they um. So I said, uh, but they said, well, we'll get you to come in, mm. interview you, and find a role that might be suited to you. Oh, that's nice. And literally, like, that's the best fucking position mm. to be. in. it's like, let's chat, work out what you want to do, and like create a role. And mm. literally, that's what happened. It was the best fucking job. Mm. Like, I was able to create it into something that I wanted. And then I just sort of grew out of it and realized that for me, the next stage was going back out on my own. Mm. Um, I, I was speaking to a friend yesterday about um,
1: finding the right people to bring into your business. Yeah. And he was just saying it's like if you want someone to be motivated and can work, to, who's someone who can work autonomously, it's like those are the things you're looking for in the very early stages of the interview. Yeah. It's like... And that's... I hadn't just thought about that because it's like, of course you want someone motivated. And... How do you emulate it? How do you... Because job interviews, I feel like a shit at working that out. Um, You've been for a few more jobs than I have. Have you been... Like, I remember... Here's an example. um, Fox FM. For the street team. They got them to, like, make, like, some vision board Uh. in half an hour. And I was like, God, the job that you're actually... like. I'm not taking away. I handed out, I cold cans of coke, but yeah. it's like it is just handing out cans of coke and you probably tell determine what kind of person they are just from a quick chat. That's so funny. But that that was they tasked them out. So have you been tasked out, like come up with something uh,
0: I'm trying to think. I um I think the in, the most interesting uh interview probably would have been Fox because um at the beginning when I Was going for it. Um, I got contacted by a recruiter via LinkedIn and they said, there's a radio show that wants a digital content producer. And I basically had told myself at the time that if it was anything with Hamish and Andy in it or if it was like Oz Stereo, if it was Fifa and Jules, then I would um, consider it. Mm. And um, yes, sure enough, it was Fifa and Jules. And um, I was actually already friends with uh, Fee's brother. I worked on a film with him years and years ago. Cam's an actor and a good friend of mine. And um, yeah, so that was interesting because it was like, I'm trying to describe the interview. It was like a suss out thing. Like Because you were spending so much time with talent, yeah. they were literally, it. Would, the whole interview was just them working out if they liked me. The weird thing is that, in that job, I had a couple of managers, and with FiFA and Jules, it was like awesome. but then there was a whole digital team who also got fifty percent of my time who had really no interaction with me beforehand, yeah, yeah so there's this weird thing of sort of like being interviewed by some people and they really you connect and all that sort of thing, and then you've got another team that you suddenly need to gel with yeah and i sort of made the decision early on to prioritize the show over writing shit celebrity gossip yeah yeah uh articles
1: what do you think about making i mean th- i was gonna say what do you think about making money on youtube of course you fucking think it's awesome if you yeah. can do it uh-huh but that space of it's like almost the ultimate for a creator like i see that now as like i'm concert, like i was thinking Who are the companies out there, the brands that have lots of money to spend that will give me money to make cool content? It's like there's there's few and far between. Uh There is a big market out there for that if you are good enough at making content, but that's basically YouTube. It's like you make content that resonates with your audience and you get paid for
0: it. I think there's definitely there's more and more companies that are wanting it. I think that like I'll tell you what my defined perfect lifestyle is at the moment. I've been thinking about it heaps. I want to minimize all the shit that I have. That's the first thing. Maybe this is from fucking spending <laughs> time with the, the minimalist where it can turn into a bit of a cold feeling at times where people get real fucking into it. And I feel like I, I vibe with them and I enjoy what they have to say. But um, it's like I want to get rid... Like so, Because I've been doing this for 10 years... I have a Rode microphone that I bought seven years ago. That's fucked. It's literally like it? in a box. Yeah, it's like what it's got like the rubber stopper type things rather than the newer one that I have, which is sort of like all self-contained. But yeah, I've yeah. just got so much. I've got this 5D that I haven't used. So in, you want to get rid of stuff? Yes, yeah, so I want to get rid of stuff. That's the first thing. And then I want to actually say, what are the stories that I want to tell? Like the longer, like and think about it from an impact point of view. So I did a little bit of this with, I started that One Story Up series, which I did a total of one episode. Well, it was one story up. so yeah, Exactly. Technically- I, I nailed it. It was the whole season and it was finale, all in yeah. one. But with Christian Hull, and that was great. For me, that was about giving the positive message that here's this gay, flamboyant, fat dude, that is fucking loves himself and that is, like, happy and that is everything that you, like, that I would want to be. Yeah, I just, like, the weird thing is that if I, like, I can't come to grips with my own weight and all these things and here's someone who, and I speak to, and I, you know, the funny thing is my whole, my interview was like, so, like, are you really happy? And he was like, this is the thing, like, people people want to project their own things around this but like he he was actually really genuinely liking what he was doing. Mm-hmm. I just thought he was an amazing fucking role model and um, so that was why I wanted to create that video and I was really proud of that video because I think a lot of people saw it and they could see, oh fuck, it. I, I lived in this small town too and I could do this and I don't have to fucking do all the traditional mm-hmm. stuff. So for me... It's about doing that on a bigger scale. So I look at like the Louis Theroux's of the world and things like that and say, what is the the new version of this? Mm. What is the... As a filmmaker, how can I be making these documentaries and actually like really committing to it and putting out time? Because I think that you and I have spoken about a bunch of doco ideas, but it's always been secondary to making money. Well, yes, because we need to live, right? And so how do you do and that's how do you do it so what it means is it's like they're two. i believe they're two separate things two separate goals that are clashing there's a one goal to make money now and there's another goal to create meaningful things that are going to move you forward mm. and so for me at the moment i'm very close to being at the state where i'm like I don't need to... If You create a runway because the thing is I believe that if you do shit that you love and do shit that's adding value to people money will come. Mm. The problem is it's fucking slow to hit your bank account because yeah. you're not going to see and, it. And rent is 600 bucks a week. Exactly. And so the thing is if only... I'm at 6.30 remember. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> so the, you think about it so it's like uh, you can never do anything that doesn't have a reward of say less than three, uh, more than three months away. You're always like, if you think about it, we can do things that are small that adds to a bigger thing, but I've never felt that I've been able to actually say I'm working on this thing and I'm only focusing on this thing and it's not going to give me an actual reward for a few months. And so, that's the, that's the area that I'm interested in is it's like doing that. And because I think that that's, the, um, that's something students get. But the thing is that when you have that, you don't necessarily have the life experience or the skills to do anything with it. Mm. You either have time or you have money. And um, the funny thing is that like if you're a student right now, if you're like living at home... That is the time where you can just fucking do these things. Yeah. It's a nice perspective from an adult. Yeah. Because I feel
1: the same. It's like all that time I had, the safety net I had, the fucking, the I could have put in more effort. You
0: can risk. Like, yeah. There's a lot, because yeah. Cause there's nothing to fucking lose. Yeah. But then the bigger the empire you build, if you suddenly start having a business that's actually doing quite well, how do you turn your back to that? Mm. But then it really diving
1: into what it is that actually you want to achieve. And so for yeah. you, that is for me, what you're talking about. Then yeah. how do
0: you make that work? So it's longer form stuff. So it's actually realizing that um, there's lots of things that we can do that can be these part-time things, right? Probably 80% of the things that people want to be doing, they can just be doing right now as their side hustle and they'll do a great job of mm-hmm. it. But I think that I'm now at this transitioning point, hashtag transitioning, where I say, actually, for me to be able to do this, I need to go all in, commit to it and make it. And the thing is that three months isn't a big fucking deal. Yeah. Um,
1: it's, it's, it's nothing. No. And did you see Casey Neistat's latest video?
0: Yeah. Where he's like talking about the biggest... Thing he's committing to of his life. Which he can't announce until fucking April 1 or something. Is that what? Right? Was it April? Yeah.
1: What's the, what's the date now? Yeah, okay. So it's another couple of weeks away. That's annoying. Fucking
0: good hook, though. I'm yeah. interested but now. See, this is the thing, right? It's uh, I think that I've got that lean mentality, which is like fucking iterate smaller things. But I think that. Um, Bigger, riskier investments can have bigger rewards. Yeah, they definitely do. I think that for the most most people, they're not there yet because what happens is, say if, um, say if you've got a thousand dollars of free money that you can use to invest, right? I think some people have the mentality that they're like, to make any real impact, I need to have a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So I'm going to do nothing with my $1,000. <laughs> and that's like, consider that with time, connect that with time. It's like, I've only got like a few hours a day. So I can't do anything. Mm. Whereas like, what I think I can do is it's like, no, I can actually, like I've given it enough goes at investing at this $1,000 mark that I can actually now invest. And say so I'm going to fucking put all my eggs into this just for three months. Mm. So what's it going to be for you? Because I
1: feel like this, it's so easy and I, we both do it. It's like... Yeah. You talk about these things. Talk about the, the process of going, it's just the committing bit. It's like... Yeah. But then it's, you know, to actually stop... To do it. And tell people that you've got this huge thing. Yeah. Well, and and you, internally actually feel it though, right? Because that's, yeah. that's where it will, when it will actually work. I
0: mean, what do you notice from the outside when you see me? Are you mm. seeing any change? Because I feel like there is... I feel like you're on the precipice yeah. of a change and whatever that and that's a thing right so I think that for these things to happen it's that whole thing of what is it like fucking being crazy is you know um, or the definition of being crazy is like doing the same doing thing doing the same right, thing yeah. expecting different results yeah. and it's this thing where it's like I'm actually Bree and I are both putting in place these things which will radically change our life no matter what like mm. we are we are going away definitely going away we've got the date we know that we're not going to have our apartment all of these things right Mm. and so um you know brie and so it puts us in this position where we're not i feel like we tie ourselves to all of these things whereas like you remove them all Mm. then what Oh, I, this is the
1: thing, right? It's like I, the conversations you were having, there will become there's a, come a time where you're cutting the rope yeah. and you're falling away from the current life that you're in and changing it up rapidly. This is why YouTube channels that are of people that go and quit life and go and live in a caravan yeah. and drive down the coast of California are so popular. It's because I watch those and I feel like, fuck. If only for me, Amy and I walked past yesterday in St Kilda, a couple of backpackers. Just this, you know, they look like a Swedish couple. They had the boot of their um, caravan open, a glass of wine, like a little um, cooktop going, and I was yeah. and we were just like, "Fuck, let's!" Just, I'd love to just go with Bodie yeah. and us and just
0: drive around Australia or go overseas and do this. And the thing is, this is that thousand or a hundred thousand dollar mentality, right? Where it's like. You think about what they're doing and you bring it to the essence. What's stopping you from getting in the car, going to St. Kilda Beach, getting the fucking little barbecue or packing a cheap picnic and do it and doing that now? And that's what I feel like once you've actually... And this is what's happening with Bree and I. Once you've made the decision that we're fucking doing this, all of a sudden... When you're like, we know that we're going to be investing hugely in three months' time, your ability to make these smaller investments. Mm. If, you've, if, if you've worked at businesses where you're writing million-dollar checks, you're not going to wince at writing a $100,000 check. If you're always counting your dollars or your cents, writing a check for $100,000 yeah, yeah, is going yeah, to be yeah. a big deal. So, it's about... Um, uh, fuck there's this... I need to remember the phrase, but there's basically that phrase of like that brain elasticity, like our ability to like stretch. It's called Neuroplasticity. Yeah, neuroplasticity. But it's like this hyperbolic something uh, which talks about how we um, we adapt. Uh, Maybe it's like hyperbolic adaptation or something. Mm. But it's essentially... I want to fucking look it up. It's essentially the... uh, as we it's like that thing of like you start flying first class or you start living a certain life and then yeah. all of a sudden all these expectations change around you and it's like hang on I used to be fine like I used to just be excited about doing X, Y and Z it was like you talking about um, you having a beer in Santorini or whatever with a sunset all of a sudden would we'll a sunset from Santorini without a beer be as enjoyable?
1: Hmm, I don't know
0: and so that's what. It'd be nice, on.
1: yeah. It'd be, it'd be fucking lovely. It'd be better than the sunset in St Kilda, <laughs> uh, where I live, because the sunset in Santorini goes down behind, over the water, so you actually just are seeing the sun disappear behind water, which is like not everywhere in the world has that. Where does that though? You're saying in, in Santorini, you can see it going down, and it doesn't happen some in some spots St. Kilda, you does see it, it going. No, because you're in the bay. And then in Sydney, the sun comes up from the other side. Uh, maybe Perth, you could see it. But it's like, that's a magical thing. No, it doesn't sound, yeah, it sounds a bit weird. But anyway, I think for you, I, I see it as like, there is a time where it is, maybe it is the trip for you that's that big severing moment from your current life. But I also, you and I have literally been fucking trying to navigate uh, the thing that we are then going to commit to wholeheartedly. Or, yeah. you know, go all in on. And as much as we talk about doing our businesses, you start floating through and taking work, but then it's like, at what point is like, got it. Yeah. It took me fucking two years of feeling uncomfortable making money, but just having all these headaches to go, no, I've crafted it and now uh, now I
0: truly know what it is. And it came with all the pain before. And it's also, you're um, talking about that adaptation, being able to adapt... When I started my business, the first month it was like, I just need to make five and a half thousand dollars this month. Mm. That's why I told myself. And so when you start talking that game, then that's obviously that's just a thing that you need right now. But it's bet it's a it's a small bet. You mm. you're playing a smaller game. But ha- like when you start to shift, you know that um. What did you talk about the last episode? What was the um the self fulfilling prophecy, prophecy? Yeah. If all of a sudden you start talking about bigger projects and mm. making that a thing, that's what I'm finding fucking fascinating. Just saying, just talking about projects and saying this is like the minimum that yeah, we're going to yeah. enter into. Yeah, it's so powerful. All of a sudden you only start hearing from fuckers who have that money and if they don't, yeah. they go somewhere else. I've I've literally had so many of these over the last
1: two weeks where I've noticed myself talking differently it's like I've pulled myself out of a certain area of my business and now assumed a position that will make it grow in another in this way that I want it to, right? Yeah. And so I feel like I'm even talking and that's why it's nice having a mate like you that I talk to about this shit and verbalize it. Yeah. Cause, and Amy, yeah. who I talk to about everything, it's like, fuck it, you really are shaping and joining the dots when you verbalize something to somebody and yeah. writing it down.
0: And you can also see your val- it's also that value thing right It's being yeah. like actually like this isn't unreasonable, like when you just talk it out mm. and saying, okay well, this is you know the one of the biggest suggestions I have for anyone who has a client facing like it has a business that's a service business yeah is um the first question I heard this um sherpa studio Sherpas, they had like a fucking um content like an ad that was uh, that oh, i watched no, the they guys selling the video production studio dream but no, they have something they're. which i've been doing for a while and it just popped up in my feed and it was interesting because it articulated something that i'd been doing that i didn't even really realize first question they ask clients is what's your budget yeah i've been doing a lot more of that and if you don't ask what if they don't answer that say what's your budget range great and then what and then it's like go fuck yourself because <laughs> the thing is that like the thing is that clients like we have spent so much like I have spent so much of my life guessing what's what's a fair yeah, amount and yeah. there's been times where I've gone to be like oh, I think two thousand dollars is all they're going to do and they've come back and said we've got twelve thousand dollars to spend genius if you didn't fucking ask the question mm. you what's would your budget can, yeah yeah so. Asking that because it's not fucking rude. It's not. No. It's setting expectations. It's like we can make a video for you that's a thousand dollars in cost. We can make something that costs five hundred thousand dollars. Yes. So, w- what we need to understand is understanding your budget and then aligning that with what we can produce for you. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and a hundred percent is around the type of client because you. Oh, I think you would have found this consistency in small businesses. They're a bit more they don't want to spend much. So the, yeah. the spend, mu- the I don't want to spend much is I don't really have a budget because I'm fucking going out of my way to make this happen. What? Whereas big er businesses, yeah. the $12,000 job that you thought was two grand is like clearly they've just defined their marketing spend.
0: Well, I think the other thing too is it's a, it's I I don't think it's actually got anything to do with size of business and everything to do with value, right? Mm. So I'll give you an example. If they're doing, if, the reason I love playing in the recruitment video space, employer brand videos, culture videos, is because ha- you just have to do a basic equation, which is like, how much does it cost to recruit one person? Mm. If if a recruiter is charging whatever percent it is for... Like, they could be making fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 off hiring an executive for a company. Yeah, that's right? what they charge. And so then all you got to do is the math and say okay we'll create a story. we're going to spend a week creating a story for your uh business which is going to be able to be used for the next 12 to 18 months to promote promote on every single job you have how many roles are you hiring for this year 20 roles okay if you were to pay say uh 10 grand per fucking recruitment that's two hundred thousand dollars how about this how about you spend fifteen thousand dollars with us and we'll create a an employer brand video and for some it might be like you know what they're hiring a workforce of 400 people then they're going to be obviously that's where bigger business that becomes a a factor it's like you're playing with different values but the consideration is it's like you need to connect... Where I think it gets lost is when someone's like, I know that I need to do it. People are telling me I need to do it, so I want to do it. And that's not enough of a... Re- you haven't connected in the value. Yeah, they're yeah, never going to okay. have... They're no, only, only going to ever say, I've got a couple of grand to spend. Because it's like they're just throwing it out there for a hope. But when someone can do the math mm. and say, actually if I do this job, that's going to connect to these sales. Yeah,
1: And you know, maybe what it is also, small businesses don't know their true value. Yeah. And so even in themselves, not making enough money, they're sort of in this new space. And so how can they place value on something that's more expensive than what their stock costs to fill their store for a week? And that's the
0: thing, when you're talking about businesses that have small margins, then they might not have the money to be able to do it. Mm. But um, no, I think that always thinking and we talk about value i'm sure we've spoken about it on a previous episode it all comes down to tying it into value Mm. and saying okay well what's the you having this piece of content what is it actually worth to, to you and so for one client it's like who's in sort of the medical profession he will have he only gets paid when he's in a surgery when he's doing surgery And he'll get, he'll have forty conversations a week of people asking questions about the surgery. Mm. He can spend a bunch of cash because he knows that if he can save having take that forty conversations and bring it down to ten, and thirty people are getting the answers through his video content, he's scaling his his fucking energy in a huge way. Know your value. Yeah, it's good i mean what's the um wh- where where are you going with everything what's your uh i mean we've definitely i feel like i've sort of spoken a lot about my path because i think yeah. that i am very you know you're experiencing it you're seeing it i'm fucking close to this i'm at the point they talk about the uh the point of say the cliffs and water right it's actually more living things uh So, like plants and shit like that, when the ocean meets the land, it's because Mm. there's all the, the, you've got these two fucking environments connecting. And so that's what happens with us. When we've got this friction, we've got these two worlds colliding, all of a sudden these new things grow. That's why having different networks, different people, bringing them together, getting someone Mm. who's from overseas and bringing them to another place and all of those things. You end up fucking growing other things out of them, mm. and that's where I feel like I'm at at the moment. I'm just all this friction sort You're of. You jump? You're gonna get jump off the cliff into the water? Exactly, and the water's gonna be fucking turquoise, and it's gonna fucking. Feel Are you in amazing. Italy? Because that's that sounds it's, like it's, Italy. It's got it got that vibe absolutely, and I've just had a whole. The thing is, I'll be jumping in it, but I'm gonna feel fucking real blobby because I'm gonna have just had like a whole fucking margarita pizza on my own. <sighs> Back, like, I felt like a big carb ball when I was in Italy. Carb Italy. ball. Well, because like,
1: you can't like, you know, here we're so fortunate that we can escape the fatty food and get like a nice salad from somewhere. I was like, but if, if you, you want
0: to, yeah, if you want to. Nah, that's a joke. But
1: in Italy, it's pizzas and pastas and aranci, aranci balls,
0: arancini uh, balls, yeah,
1: arancini balls. Um, Is that arancini?
0: Risottos, club sandwiches. Oh. You're describing everything that's at the Virgin Lounge. They're but all fucking carby. You yeah, they had scones yesterday with fucking cream and jam.
1: Mate, I was talking to my mate yesterday about the um, food pyramid. and oh, how fucked it is. Or how much it's changed since 82, I think, when it came out to yeah. 2018. It's like they have legitimately removed bread from the bottom. Bread was in the bottom. Yeah. It like came up into the middle. And then they've totally removed bread. And it now just what says about like dairy and stuff. Like yeah, dairy's that. still in there. It says grains. I might have it on here. It says grain. Yeah, I do. It says um, so. I'm just showing Josh right now. Yeah, this is the old food pyramid. Uh, hang on. Here's the food pyramid for 1982. The very
0: top was sugar. So the smallest one, the smallest part of the pyramid is the shit that you should have the least of. Yes, which is the top, so the top third. Yeah. So you got the sugar. So it goes sort of going top to bottom, sugar. Butter, margarine. Oil. Oil. Reduce fat spreads. And then into yeah. your more lean Chicken meat. nuts, lean meat, fish, and then... Milk, things, eggs, and cheese. And then stuff that you should eat most is like vegetables, dried dried peas. Dried peas and peas. Lentils, fruits. <laughs> Bread, cereals. So that's 82. Cereals is fucking That's hilarious. 82.
1: Now, this is it. Healthy eating pyramid... Healthy fats is up the top. They've taken sugar out of the pyramid, off to Wait, the left.
0: I'm fucking confused. Why is they're saying that you should have healthy fats the least?
1: It, yes, this is why I don't think that's right. So this is this is mate. They've it, they've totally gone against bread, which is out of the bottom. The bottom is literally just lentils and all vegetables and some oh, so fruits. they've
0: literally taken out yeah salt sugar like because they're like you don't actually even need that to survive so we're going to take it out so then the very top is still good for you technically yeah Yeah, it's interesting it's it's interesting about
1: um the how science I mean is just studies into something that can potentially be proved wrong at some point
0: right that's why all this fucking shit's so hard what like self-help well, just trying to work out what to fucking do because yeah. like coconut oil, there was that whole thing that came out where it's like coconut oil is actually bad for you. And
1: also, they you know how like um, egg white omelettes were very big at one point. They've come out now yeah, saying like it's useless. You're better off it's having actually the useless fucking yolk. having yeah. the egg whites. The only thing with egg whites no.
0: are good for is fucking... Um, <laughs> meringue. <meringues. laughs> do you
1: get into the meringue mix Ooh. before you put it in the oven? Nah, that's Have okay. No. Have you ever done that? Have you ever got... Egg whites, beat them, put sugar into it, and then no. just eat them, that?
0: Yes. Nah, no, I've just... No, I've always just gone straight in to the uh, meringue. Anyway, How, guys. Has it been going 35 it, minutes? 35 minutes. I've, I've got to fucking go. All right, 44. The, done. The Daily Talk Show, everyone. Remember, our email address is hi at dailytalkshow.com and we do accept any snail mail, which is P.O. Box 400, Abbotsford, Victoria three zero six seven and if you have a chance why don't you leave us a review on itunes or uh through the podcast app on the uh iphone ipad all those ios devices
1: love you bye